I heard the C word, uneducated, and I thought, get it out of my body. I'm taking them both out, even though I only have it in the left. And um, had that procedure done, totally regret that procedure as he regrets his. Welcome to Plant-Based DFW with Dr. Riz and Maya. Pat and Diane are enthusiastic advocates of living a whole foods plant-based diet who focus on raising awareness of the benefits and teaching new followers how to easily prepare delicious meals. They also believe in the importance of community support and organize events such as whole foods plant-based informational meetings, prep, demos, potluck dinners, jar swaps, and meetups. Let's listen in as they share their personal stories about jumping on the cancer train after Pat was diagnosed with prostate cancer and Diane was diagnosed with breast cancer. Pat and Diane Doyle. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you too. Um, so we recently heard your testimony at the Eating You Alive um, screening that we did a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. And so we want to hear more about that. Um, let's start off with uh, what you guys do for a living. I've spent uh, close to 40 years in the oil and gas business. And with any luck, we'll only be spending another one or two years <laughs> doing it. So <laughs> yeah. that's the goal. So okay. um, closer to the finish line I am to the start for sure. Awesome. And um, I spent uh, about five or six years in the oil and gas business pre-family, and then we had five beautiful children who I stayed at home and raised. And um, now I am a stay-at-home mom taking care of parents and uh, grandchildren. Okay. Wonderful. That's a, such a blessing, isn't it, to have your family around we, you? We always like to know uh, what what walks of life people come from when they enter the plant-based world. You know, like uh, you know, what was your background and things like that. You know, it's interesting to see what you know, kind of the variety of people and what gets them into this stuff, you know. And you know, Diane, in your testimony, and we'll go through that, um, you did say that you felt like you were doing the right thing, that you were eating, mainly cooking at home, right? Right. I felt like we were pretty healthy. Um, since we had five children, we really didn't go out to eat all that right. often. Fast food every now and then, um, but stayed home and cooked. But I was using animal products, cheese, milk we probably went through seven to eight gallons of milk a week wow. mm -hmm. so um, and Pat and I were just you know, consuming just as much as the kids but um, I think um, I am an engineer by trade and so when I started learning and reading about this I'm like wow this is this is the real deal so mm -hmm. I think um, my science background um, really helped me understand it yeah, both of you were faced with a cancer diagnosis, and then each of you jumped on the uh, cancer train. 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 Yep. Right. Please tell us about that. Who wants to start? Yeah, Pat, go I'll, ahead. I'll start. Uh, in 2011, uh, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. uh, I get physicals every year, which I would recommend everybody do. And uh, my PSA was elevated, and the doctor said, why don't you get a biopsy? So I went and got the biopsy, and they said, sure enough, uh, you've got prostate cancer. And the doctor said, yeah, here's various treatments that you can consider. Um, and I was 50 or 51 at the time. And we were just like, get it out. And That's kind of the mentality. Of yeah, you hear cancer, yeah. you hear the C word. The, and I specifically asked him, I said, what, what are the side effects of having my, my prostate taken out? And the only thing I was told was, well, you won't have children anymore. Yeah. That, that, and, and he said, and I'm like, well, well, we have five kids, so we're, and I'm 50, I'm not looking to have any more anyways. And we just kind of laughed it off. It's not, a, now I've come to find out that's not a laughing matter. 
it, it, it's, it's, it's a big deal. There, there's lifelong consequences that have come with that surgery, which I'm, I'm bitter about, um, that I was never told. I never did. Uh, I don't know if there, it was in the research or not, but uh, again, when they tell you you've got cancer, you want to get on the train because you, you want it out of you. Yeah. Did, uh, did the doctor talk to you about alternatives like chemotherapy, radiation, implants, uh, and surgery or less invasive it, surgery, it, stuff like that? Yes, he talked about uh, the radioactive seating, uh, talked about um, uh, just radiation. Watch uh, and wait. Watch and wait, mm -hmm. which I, I think he actually told us, the guy in the room next to you, he did the watch and wait, and he's in big trouble now. Hmm. That's exactly kind of what he you. said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, you know, prostate cancer is the most common cancer in men. I mean, I probably can't teach you anything about it, but there's lots of men who die with prostate cancer. You know, so it's not it's not if you know men can live with it, right? If it's managed. The, right? the, the, the thing about it was, and, and why I'm bitter is because mine was caught at the very beginning. For anyone who's been through prostate cancer, uh -huh. you, you're given your Gleason score. Yeah. My Gleason score was like a three four, oh, which yeah. is basically about as low as it can get. Yeah. It's almost un undetectable. Yeah. I mean, oh, it, it, you, you can't have a one two Gleason. Also, you probably not. Or I shouldn't say you can't, but you probably wouldn't be there getting a a um, biopsy. I see. Because it probably wouldn't have registered on your on your PSA. Yeah. What was your PSA? Uh, it was only it it was four point two. So just barely. A but bit. it 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 was a three point eight. So it wasn't that it was at four point two, which is not a bad level. It's a it had increased from the three point eight to four point two. Okay. So you decided to have the surgery. So we decided to have the surgery. We said let's get scheduled as, as quickly as we can, and the, the surgery went fine. I mean, it was completely successful surgery. Actually, the biopsy was was worse than the surgery. Hmm. Uh, I found that it was very uncomfortable, but the surgery, uh, outside of having a, a catheter for a couple of weeks. You know, everything was fine. The, the pain was very, very manageable. Uh, and, you know, I don't think that we really noticed anything. Uh, I mean, it took a long time for the, the bloating to go down, all that kind of stuff. But the surgery was considered a, uh, considered a complete success. Yeah. Yeah, the, and the, the, the capsule had, had not been breached by the cancer. Mm -hmm. So they were pretty confident that, that the cancer was completely eradicated. So prior to that, were you having symptoms? Prostate cancer doesn't PSA cause test. the symptoms. It's a uh, benign prostatic hypertrophy, which is enlargement of the prostate, which causes those symptoms. All right. So, so, um, and I think it was starting about the time I hit 35. I, I said I'm getting a physical every year. Wow. As, as, and I do it all over my birthday. It's my birthday present to myself every hmm. year. And so I've had two things that were caught in my physical. That, that number one, I, uh, uh, years ago I was diagnosed with a hyperactive thyroid, which out of I wouldn't have known I had. I, there were some changes going on in my body, but I thought I was losing weight and I was always hot. And, and I thought, well, I'm losing weight because I work out and whatnot. And, and sure enough, I had a, a super hyperactive thyroid. So that was caught in my physical and then the, the prostate cancer. Which and both of those situations we've learned since then are affected by the foods you eat. Mm -hmm. Had we known right. this, you know, 10 years ago, we would have, you know, changed things back then. As soon as I found out that he had prostate cancer, I started reading and researching, you know, why does he have prostate cancer? He's run every day of his life. He gets up at five and exercises. We eat fairly healthy, so I thought. So um, I read, started interneting it and found out that cruciferous vegetables, we, you know, Pat, we don't need enough cruciferous vegetables. So at this point, we started adding a lot of the cruciferous vegetables. I had not run across the word plant-based at this point in time. Mm -hmm. So This is 2011. 2011, two years post that 2013 I have my regular mammogram and they come up and say hey you have some spots we need to take a look at this and they say oh these are calcifications we think you have DCIS which is really again stage zero of breast cancer and I heard the C word 
uneducated and I thought get it out of my body I'm taking them both out even though I only have it in the left and um, had that procedure done totally regret that procedure as he regrets his had we known then what we know now we would have changed our lifestyle watched and waited and retested to see it's not to say that we wouldn't have had the surgery but we would have gone in because it would have been because whatever we were doing diet nutrition wise didn't work exactly and yeah. whereas as opposed to doing what we did was just going head first yeah. totally uninformed to make mm -hmm. such a drastic just a, a lifelong uh, decision how spaced out were both of these diagnoses and procedures between well the they were about two, two years, years. Mm -hmm. and then mine took a little bit more recovery from his because I had to then get reconstruction and um, so I had plenty of time to read and research and he Pat came home one day with this book and said hey this guy I know told us we should read this book that's all he said so uh, I, I was literally I was, I was on a, a, a corporate boondoggle and this guy live. and yeah. this guy he'd lost like 50 or 60 pounds and he said hey you gotta read this book it's got some other things in there that you might find interesting right so eat to live by dr. Furman and it is a uh, book on how to change your lifestyle from um, the standard American diet to the plant-based diet mm -hmm. so I read that I'm like wow and then it of course recommended other books one of which is the China study by mm -hmm. dr. Campbell this is very very scientific very sci you know the footnotes are you know a huge portion of the book so <clears throat> after reading this and then watching a lot of documentaries I told Pat because Pat was working every day and I'm at home reading and researching and he came home one day and I said listen I said everything I'm reading all goes back to the food we're eating heart disease cancer diabetes everything that causes chronic disease the solution is the same thing it's all the food I said I think we should do a scientific experiment again the science, <laughs> science person That's in right. me let's get a group of people we have all of our blood numbers before and let's change our lifestyle and mm -hmm. see what happens so that's how we did it and then you said you did notice a significant difference when you did your blood work again right how soon after was that right well talk about your cholesterol first. so my, my cholesterol before um, our experiment was about 240 I was actually on a statin so it, it, it its peak was at 240 it went down to about 180 once I got on the statin wow. um, I got off the statin for the for the uh, our experiment, oh, yeah, so you actually took yourself off, yeah, to so you back to baseline, right, yeah. right. And when the experiment was over, my my cholesterol was one seventy. Wow. So, and we were still were we still eating? Yeah, when we uh, when we transitioned, we first cut out red meat and dairy and all processed foods, and that was the three things because we thought chicken and eggs that that, that might be okay. And we had fish. chickens in our backyard. Yeah, at so the time, our, you know, we, we knew had what chicken. they were eating, so we felt <laughs> yeah. these have got to be good eggs. And um, you know, it's been an evolution. You can't learn it all mm -hmm. in a month or two months. It, it you know, it's evolved. Yeah. This it's, has been five or six years for us that we've been on this journey, maybe even more. Um, and so the other marker that I had, I had a high HSCRP, which is a inflammation marker, C-reactive protein, mm -hmm. and I had that high from age 35 on. My doctors had noted it and I had an early colonoscopy because they thought I had colon cancer. No, 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 nothing there. Colon was fine and um, had maintained that high at-risk CRP for years. Even after my breast cancer and surgery, CRP still high. 
Um, my cholesterol, like his, was high, 200 to 210, 220 maybe, but I was not on statins yet. So I had a high number, even though I was thin. He had a high number, even he was fit. Um, so it's not what you look like on the uh, outside. Mm -hmm. It's all what's on the inside. Yeah. So we did, we tried to get 10 of our friends to do it. <laughs> it was like pulling teeth, oh, you can imagine, yeah. back f six years ago. We had one or two people who did it. We called it the Healthy Eating Project, HEP, and that was our first Facebook group, HEP Project. I have since changed that to Plant-Based Dallas. Uh -huh. um, but we would post, um, and we started that, I guess, in 2013, really, yeah. 2014. And he lost a pound a day. Basically, he wow. would come in from the Y every day. That's when he would weigh, and he'd say, I've lost another pound. Mm -hmm. um, She's making her so mad because I said, I'm going to buy new jeans. Yeah. She said, don't buy new jeans. I said, I can't stand my jeans being so baggy. I go out and buy new jeans. And sure enough, two weeks later, those new jeans, maybe three weeks later, those new jeans were not we're too still, big. Yeah, yeah. So he dropped uh, 15, 20 pounds. I dropped 15 pounds. And... Um, uh, my my cholesterol went down from 220 to 160. Wow! And now it's at 120. Mm -hmm. And oh, so wow. that was just giving up those three things. That mm -hmm. wasn't even giving up the chicken and the eggs and the oil. But, so but just we, did, we didn't those... go in. The, the irony is, I don't think we were expecting the weight loss portion. We were expecting, based on what Diana read, for the, the blood numbers to come down. Mm -hmm. The weight loss was. Added benefit. It was a bonus. Yeah. So <laughs> after, after yes. the six weeks and we get our new numbers run and I get the results back and Pat and I were sitting at that table and I can remember it like it was yesterday. I said, Pat, look at this. And I, you know, the science in me, I had the before numbers, the after numbers, everything was all plotted out. And I said, look at this. What are we going to do? What should we do? And his words were, well, we would be stupid to go back to the way we were doing it before. How long wow. was your, uh, uh, your project? It was... Uh, Four to six yeah. weeks. Wow! In just that short yeah. amount of time. Mm -hmm. And and you know prior to mm -hmm. that, I was one of the guys. I mean, I think one of the, the biggest resistances we see when we talk to people about this is people say, "I could never give up meat. I, 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 I'm a red meat guy." Well, guess what? I was too. Yeah. I loved red meat. Burgers every day, steaks. I mean, I love red meat. But when it comes down to, I can look and see what that red meat's doing to me. Mm -hmm. It's a no-brainer. I mean, the, the red meat that, that that I couldn't give up was killing me. Right. Mm -hmm. And and so guess what? I gave up red meat. I gave all meat. Right. Another added benefit, we were just starting to our kids were getting married and we were starting to have grandchildren and they were in the future. And um, I said, I want to be able to get up and down off the floor, crawl around with them. I mean right now it's work to get up and down off the floor. Well you start eating this way, we don't have one joint in our body that hurts unless we have some accident or something. Mm -hmm. Nothing hurts. We don't buy Kleenex anymore. We have no allergies. Wow. I now have become a nose breather. I've been a mouth breather all my life because this has been inflamed and, um, you know. With Talking about inflammation, it? what about your CRP? CRP went to zero. <laughs> Amazing. In four weeks. Amazing. Did zero. you take those results to your doctor? That it's a right? fine line because I don't want to blame them for anything, um, and I've changed doctors since this happened, um, mm. so no, not really. I mean, the, the doctors that I go to now, I'm all over them every day. Whenever there's a conference, I'd say, please go to this conference, you know, you need to learn about this. Yeah, I think uh, taking the lads to the doctors more, hopefully, to educate them. 
than to than to point My doctor sees him because I, I still the same doctor. I've had the same doctor for twenty years, so he sees the results. Mm -hmm. I, get, I get blood work done every year, and you know, rather than say, I would love for him to say, "Oh my God, I need to start telling my other patients about this." All he says is, "Whatever you're doing, keep doing it." Yeah, because well, it's working. That's encouraging, yes. at least. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, got to plant the seeds is what I uh, what I think, because uh, and eventually some people will, you know, uh, take that and spread the word. You each had your procedure, your health care and your procedure, and then you started learning about the the power of plant-based food. So you realize, wow, I could have probably given this a chance first before making my decision. When did the anger or upset or regret come in? I think it's still there. Yeah, there's, there's a bitterness, but but it's also why we do what we do. That's exactly because, right. Because we don't want people to make the same mistakes we made. Mm -hmm. And uh, which, which we both readily admit, we made a mistake. We didn't, didn't do the research or not enough or not the right stuff. Yeah. And we paid the price. Now, if we can keep somebody else from going through that, then that's, that's now our, our mission. Yeah. Unfortunately, the preponderance of the information out there is the Western uh, cut it out approach. And, and so uh, this stuff gets suppressed or buried underneath it all. Right. You know? This yeah. has become basically a ministry and mm -hmm. th th we're trying to get the word out. And th th there are a number of success stories, people that, that have seen what we do who were really sick, rheumatoid arthritis, um, uh, heart, uh, heart disease, who have seen what we do. Tell them about the rheumatoid arthritis friend. So the rheumatoid arthritis friend, um, we went to church one Sunday and a friend of mine uh, who I've known since high school mm -hmm. comes walking into church and he is taking steps that are about four inches long. Mm. And he's literally just, he's hunched over. Hunched over and I, I walked to him and I said, what is wrong? He said, man, I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. I'm, oh. I'm, on, I'm on methotrexate, I'm on all these drugs. And I said, you need to come to our next meeting. I said, my mother-in-law had the exact same thing, and it's gone. And he's like, I'm interested. <laughs> so he and his wife uh, came to one of our meetings, and they, they jumped on board all in. Mm -hmm. And next time we saw him at church, he was walking like a normal person. Uh, he hadn't, uh, ironically, he hadn't gone all in yet, mm -hmm. but he said, I'm going to. He says, I know. Every time I eat something I shouldn't eat, I pay the price. He says, I, I, he I know how, what the triggers He says, are. I can turn it on and off. Hmm. Yeah. So we consider that a success because he, we gave him the information, he, he put it in, into a, a plan in place to, to, to use it, and he saw the success. Yeah. And, so, and, and again, how long between, when, when's that, how long was that when you saw him? It was a fairly short period of time because did, did he do an immersion? He also did an immersion to help him with the, the cooking, but. Um, he noticed results within a few weeks. Yeah, and the reason I ask is well, it's a, a pattern that you know, we're seeing is that it doesn't take long. Mm -hmm. once, you, once you eliminate the bad foods and once you start on a plant-based diet, the body has an amazing right. capacity to heal. A, a, another friend was so, so frustrated with, with irritable bowel syndrome, mm. couldn't leave her house, just so frustrated with it. And, and she would talk to Diane and, and uh, Diane finally got her to say, just do this for a month. And her, her doctors were telling her all, you know, you here, can't eat any here, of these here, foods. All, all the foods that we eat, they said you can't eat any of that stuff. So they called her back a month later to, re, to schedule another appointment. And she said, don't eat it. <laughs> it's gone. Wow. And, and she's now in, in the town that she lives in. Uh, she's in a suburb here of Dallas. She's become a, a super big advocate for plant-based wow. eating. You know, the, 
Though that condition specifically is incredible because people suffer, like you said, she couldn't leave her home. How, um, Diane, did you put her, did you actually give her a list of the foods that she can eat? When I first talked to her, she said, Diane, I can't have all those foods. You know, mm -hmm. they tear me up. And um, she had so many hospital visits that she came back to me and said, okay, whatever the doctor's telling me to do isn't working, mm -hmm. so I want to try what you're doing. And I said, well, you can eat all these foods. And Including that's the did. legumes. The oh, legumes yes. were yeah. fine yeah. Didn't, yeah. and peppers, like sometimes yeah, she can have eat sensitivity. All that. Yeah. Nope. When you say it's become almost like a ministry, um, it feels like that. And when you invited us to the potluck, and it was beautiful how you sort of opened with prayer, and, and there's a sense of community that is felt here. And then people mingle and connect, and you have people from different backgrounds, but also different levels in terms of how they're incorporating plant-based foods. So how have you grown that group, your um, Plant-Based Dallas Facebook group? You know, I, the social media just sort of does it for you. Um, I use the word Plant-Based Dallas, and I've got an, a website by that name, an Instagram, a YouTube channel, and a Facebook page and a Facebook group. And so I kept the same name through all of it just to, to be easy. And, um, you know, we've bugged a lot of our friends. And mm -hmm. we've, you know, <laughs> the first thing we started doing was doing these meetings, informational meetings, sure. just to tell people about it. Mm -hmm. And um, we tried to do those once every few months. And, you know, we want to wait till we get 10 to 12 people because it is a lot of work. Um, and we want to make sure that we have a big group coming. And uh, we were just... Um, twisting arms to get our friends to come. We said, doesn't commit you to anything, just come listen. I mean, especially People our close knew, friends. People were sick. Yes, mm. our close friends. And so that's how it started. And then it's just word of mouth. I mean, we get a call a week from somebody who says, hey, so-and-so has just been diagnosed with X cancer. Can you wow. talk to them? Yeah. I mean, you know, cancer, 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 cancer. Younger, then, younger, younger people yes. getting it. And people just, just call and say, when's your next meeting? That's and, right. And, and, yeah. and now I would say our meetings are like Diane said, initially it was all friends and family, but now it's, it's not unusual stranger. for us to not know half the people here. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we had one guy here who was about my age, and, and he, he's had several heart attacks and just will not buy into it because he's been told by his doctor mm -hmm. it's hereditary, mm -hmm. which is the exact same thing my doctor told me about my cholesterol. Yeah. And then when my cholesterol went to, to 170, I thought, hmm, I've quit eating the foods that my dad ate and that my mom ate, and my hereditary cholesterol is gone. <laughs> yeah. I think I that. that. Just people just don't have the information. Right. Um, and, and like Riz said at one of the conversations that he had is, it, it's been out, just for some reason it's been hidden from us, right? Because right. there's no money in it. Yeah. There's no money yeah. in it. I will say that when I had my breast cancer, after I had my surgery, I asked UT Southwest, do you have a dietitian I can talk to? Mm. And uh, they said, yeah, here's the name and number. Now. When you go for breast cancer, they don't automatically set you up. They only gave me her name and number because I asked. Mm -hmm. And I had an hour conversation with her on the phone, and she gave me some important information. She says, she told me everything that was in these books. <laughs> wow. She said, yeah, cancer is linked to, you know, uh, there's nine different cancers that are linked to foods. And here's the big study and you know you should really try and eat lots more fruits and veggies and so the dietitian at the hospital knew but there was no connection between mm. the dietitian and the surgeons mm. and the plastic surgeons yeah. 
they don't speak to each other right. that way. No, they're right. not on the same page about yeah, nutrition. And, and another thing about hospitals is that the food they serve is not necessarily the healthiest either. It's outrageous. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they're more interested in satisfying uh, the, the patient's taste buds. Well, they're, uh, they're, they're interested in making a, a, a uh, good experience mm -hmm. for the patient. Right. So right. What, what, what better way to do that? Give them a comfortable bed and good food. That's yeah. right. You know, albeit unhealthy. And I don't know if you've ever heard Riz bring this up that Patients rate the hospital and the whole experience not on the qualification of the physician who operated on them or, or anything the like that, outcomes. any of that, but more so of the food that was brought while they're in the hospital. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, That's it's one, it's how one of the they number rate. one issues that uh, influences a patient's uh, evaluation of a hospital <laughs> is their food experience. It's incredible. Yeah. I know that uh, the last few times that I've had hospital experiences, I had to be in there with my dad and I had to go in for mine. I brought all my own food and I talked to the chefs and I said, I'm plant-based. I don't want any oil. I don't want any meat. I don't want any cheese. And so they were very accommodating Good. if you let them know. And you know, I had my whole cooler full of food there at the hospital. Nice. Well, wonderful. Today we participated in a jar swap that you guys had here in your home. Can you tell us about what you do, why you started doing the jar swaps? The most important thing in all of this is the support. Yes. Pat and I are know how to do it, and we ourselves don't necessarily need the support anymore because we know how to do it, we've already transitioned. But for the people who are making the transition, the support is really key. Um, the jar swap just makes our, all of our lives easier because you only have to chop one thing and you get to come and trade and go home with 12 to 14 different things. So that makes food prep during the week really easy. And everybody can visit before and after, exchange ideas of things that they've found out that they liked or new products that are compliant that you know we can use, new tortillas or some pasta that's come mm -hmm. out. And um, then the potlucks are even better because then you can cook something and then come sample all these different things that people have made, get new fresh ideas, and then just again talk about the difficulties that you're having or some of your successes that you've made. And everybody likes to be able to share. I mean, mm -hmm. we all have a different journey that we're going on for different reasons, mm -hmm. but being able to share with each other, you know, that's what it's all about. Our, our goal is not to, it's not to teach people why to do this. Sure. Dr. Campbell, Dr. Esselstyn, Dr. Greger, they all tell you why to do it. What we try and do is, is show you how to do it. Because mm -hmm. that's, that's, what, that's what most people want. Give me some recipes. Yeah. Uh, how, how do I do this? And so that's why we do this is, is to say, okay, here's a bunch of vegetables. Dump them into a pan and saute them. Put them on this. Do, the, do this with them. Here, here are some plant-based recipes you can use. Uh, but you don't need a recipe. You just need it to just dump. Just eat the food. Yeah. Heat it, so, eat it, or eat it raw. So, so yeah. that, that, our, our goal is to, is to educate on how to do it because the, the, the science yes. is irrefutable. Yes. yes. You can keep hearing the lectures and reading the books, but you actually have to implement this right. lifestyle. And, so, and, and it's also nice to come and touch base with like-minded people. Depending, it doesn't even matter what their background is in terms of whether they're fully plant-based or not. It's the fact that their goal is to eat more plants they, they know about it. It's, it's, they, they know. I mean, the education starts when you, you, you learn math by adding one and one, mm -hmm. not by learning the quadratic equation. Mm -hmm. And that's that's part of what we're doing here. What you, you're, you're showing them math's important, mm -hmm. and you're going to learn more about math. And it's the same with how you eat. You, you got to start somewhere, and you start with jar swaps and you know, with recipes, hoping that people will graduate into just doing it on their own. I don't need a recipe. I'm just going to dump vegetables. I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I have so many ideas that I want 
it's just a matter of time. Like I want to be able to say, hey, meet me at the Indopack store in Richardson mm -hmm. and I can show you where you can get some really uh, cheap, good spices and um, or take them to Sprouts and go up and down every aisle and show them, okay, here's, you don't need to go down this aisle. There's nothing for you here. Right. Um, yeah. You do um, presentations as well. Yes. Don't you? Uh -huh. yes. Can you tell us what those consist of? Yeah, we call those our uh, informational meetings, um, introduction to a whole food plant-based way of eating. And um, really, we spend just a little bit of time at the very beginning with a little bit of science. Before they can come to the meeting, though, they do have homework. No one is allowed to come to the meeting unless they've watched Forks Over Knives and What the Health. Mm -hmm. Because we don't want to spend our time trying to convince anybody. Mm -hmm. That's not our job. Our job is to show them how, like Pat said. So um, if they haven't watched the movie, they've got to wait for the next session. And, and uh, so that works well. So the movie starts us off and gets conver conversation going. And um, then we go into um, a little bit of our story. Mm -hmm. And then we go around the room and everybody introduces themselves and then we head right into the kitchen and we do food prep, we do cooking cooking ideas and we cook a bunch of food. The people who come to the meeting as um, angels, those are people who've already started making the transition and they'll come back to a meeting with us and bring a dish so we have lots of food, um, nature's plate and has been their, great. And tell their story and too. And tell their so. story mm -hmm. too and their journey and where they're on it. So not only are they hearing from Pat and I, uh, but they're hearing from people who are at different points on the journey. Hmm. You know, it's a very great. interesting. I've been in medicine for more than tw 20 years, and I, I, I've never been uh, exposed to any groups of people who have stories to share of improving and getting better and getting <laughs> healthy other than this. This is my first exposure to something like this. There's no, there's no other kind of movement out there that... I, mm. I'm aware of that tells you this. And you do your potlucks. Um, you've done immersion programs. You want to lightly touch touch on that? Yeah. Once we, uh, those require a lot of work, and so depending on what's happening in our lives, we'll mm -hmm. we'll do immersions. But that is basically getting six people over a four week course, um, and we meet once a week on Mondays or whatever day of the week we choose, and they all come with their jars. So part of the meeting is they swap and then they go home with their food for the week. So it's a jar swap and then we will pick an educational topic for the evening that we'll cover, whether it be fiber or something. And then again, we go to the demos. So we're just trying to push as much information at them. You do labs as well, right? Before and after? Yes, yes. Okay. And that's significant. Right. Can you tell us about what you've seen in, in the three immersions? Well, in, in the four week period, usually it's a four to five week immersion and they have to have pre-labs. It's hard to force people to get that post-lab, but the people who are really into it will do it. Mm -hmm. And um, the numbers are in four weeks. I mean, they've dropped their cholesterol by 30, 40, 50 points. And they've lost, some people lose 10 to 12 pounds, some people only lose four to five, but those are pounds that may ne they may never see those again. Mm -hmm. I mean. Uh, one one guy lost. He came. He was a young man who had uh, some form of cancer. It was a, uh, a skin cancer or something. Yeah, that's and the reason he did it was to try and help his cancer in his hand. He he he's he a little bit overweight, and he did no exercise through the whole course. But he he's the last count was how many pounds had he lost? Seventy five pounds. Seventy five pounds. Dropped. No and he, he had his pre-labs done, didn't even know he was pre-diabetic. His liver numbers were terrible. He had fatty liver disease. So when he got his post numbers, you know, he had lost 20 pounds during the four weeks. 
all of his blood numbers were completely normal. Nothing wow. was abnormal anymore. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he has continued to drop the weight. He's also taken carried that message to his family now too. Uh, he was Hispanic. They, they ate lots of fatty things, mm -hmm. and his mom now cooks. Trying to cook to, for to, him to That's accommodate great. him because she can see the difference that it's made. That's wonderful. What do you think, Doc? Look at that. It's, I admire that you you started this before. Uh, you know, when there was very little known about it and you right. somehow got the message. We're kind of riding on your coattails or, or standing on your shoulders. Well, but, it's, uh, it is easier now that the word plant-based is, is sort of out in the news now. Right. And isn't exactly. it encouraging, though, that there is a, I mean, we can all feel a momentum now, yes. right? Yes. Uh, something different than that. You, that, you just that, have to go to the grocery store yeah. and, and see, look at the dairy section. It's all almond milks, yes. the cashew milks, the cashew ice cream, all this, all these things. sections, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. I, I wish they'd all keep them all in one corner so I didn't have to go all over <laughs> the store and get everything, right? That uh, gets some yeah. exercise. Yeah. I was in Central Market the other day and it took me about half an hour to pick up, you know, uh, three or four <laughs> things because I, I had to follow their little maze around. Uh, but. Uh, uh, do you do you sense? I mean, you've been in it for so long now, nearly a decade. You know, through yes, the transition, uh -huh. do you feel a difference? You're uh, as far as not being so isolated anymore. Uh, I definitely see the transition happening. What's so great is the younger generation sees it immediately. It's all the younger kids mm -hmm. who are making the change now and see it happening. And so that's really why we did it. Our life is set. But our younger kids, if we could change the path mm -hmm. that our children, you know, could our children avoid these diseases? That's yeah. really why we did this. You know, we've lived over half our life, but our kids still have a long way to go. Maybe we can change the path. And so for us to see them make the changes, that's well, really hard. Well, I think every parent wants to give their kid a better life yeah. than, than they had. And I think that was always considered a socioeconomic th the ramifications. You know, mm -hmm. I want my kid to have more money and more stuff. Right. And our parents right. did a great job of, of setting us up to, to succeed. Yeah. That, that, that yeah. The greatest generation did a great job of setting up the baby boomers to, with good educations and things like that. Now we, we can say, okay, what do, how, how, you know, our kids have good lives, but they're on this crash course with, with diseases. They're not going to live long, no, they're not gonna live long enough to enjoy anything. So yeah. th We th want to change the trajectory. Is like absolutely. That. And it's very, that's very telling because the last three years in the United States, the life expectancy has gone down for the first time in a century. And we need to change that, right? You know, yeah. So, and um, so, let's touch a little bit about your children. Let's talk about that and how um, how old were they and how receptive were they to making the change? Only one was living at home. Uh, the first Thanksgiving that we did, you know, one of my sons, well, I'm bringing a turkey. I said, that's fine, you know, <laughs> that's fine. But I'm going to cook all these sides and we'll have lots of good food. And so I purposely put the turkey at the very end of the buffet line over on that big granite. So by the time they got there, there was no room on their plate. And uh, they don't bring turkey anymore. They're over that. That's about four years ago. Yeah, that was about four wow. years ago. Um, and at first, they were a little bit, um, I don't want to say embarrassed, because we were so forward, we're so passionate about it, mm -hmm. that, you know, Mom, take that post off that you just, you know, put up. You can't say those things. You can't do that. Well, now they call us, hey, Mom, my friend so-and-so just got diagnosed with, you know, they know, they know the truth. They're not 100% like us, mm -hmm. but they're pretty much, I would call, plant-based students I, I can say for sure. To watch what our grandkids eat yeah. is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they will, they'll, they'll go to birthday parties and not eat the cake 
and want some more of the carrots. Or, oh. or, or, uh, at the last birthday party, one of them was at a pizza place, and they said, okay, who wants um, pepperoni and who wants cheese? Because these are young little ones. And my grandson raises says, is there veggie pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Success! Yes. Success! Awesome. Our, our, our one little granddaughter, she, she'll eat just about anything. She, she, uh, our daughter will send us videos of her. She cut up a sweet potato, mm -hmm. not even cooked. And there's our granddaughter just gnawing on this this raw sweet potato. She she eats any vegetable you put in front of her. She she's almost two, and uh, I mean, most of them haven't had meat. Uh, Some of them have had the chicken McNuggets when they go to you know it's mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. I know. I feel sorry for my kids raising kids in this environment because right. it's going to be tough. It's it's going to be yeah. a, a hard road. Yeah. I, I do think one of the the, the hurdles of plant-based eating is there, there's a social aspect of this yeah. mm -hmm. that is it's a little bit difficult to kind of get your arms around because everyone knows that we do something different, that we eat differently. Yeah. And, and, and I, I can't say that it's, it's prevented us from, or that, that we've missed invitations to go to people's house, but oftentimes we'll go to an event and people say, oh, um, there's, something over, there's something over there that you can, and we're like, don't worry, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We, we can always find something. It's, don't worry about us. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll take care of ourselves. It's all good. Um, when, when, people, when people come over here, when we invite people over, we serve all plant-based food, and they, and they love it. Mm -hmm. And and typically, if we go to a, a Super Bowl party or if we go to some some type of event at some house, a gathering, they, they'll always almost if they, it's not unusual for them to have made something special or we'll take something. We'll we'll say we'll bring this mm -hmm. so we know there's something for us to eat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, or we'll just make sure we eat a lot before we go there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my family started to do that for me now. Is uh, oh, that's uh, nice. Where they'll prepare my aunt at her house. She'll make sure she's prepared several things that I can eat. Uh, it's funny, uh, we were at a, uh, a gathering last year where my aunt was visiting, my aunt and uncle were visiting from out the country where they live, uh, in Pakistan, and uh, she noticed that my other aunt had made some foods for me that she was pointing out, Rizwan, you can eat this, you can eat this, and you can eat this, <laughs> and uh, the aunt from out of the country wanted to know why, and I told her, well, I don't eat meat, uh, and that transition's occurred since I'd last seen her, uh, and she said, why did you change your religion? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, no. so it's funny that people think it's that drastic sometimes, right? Right. right. Your uh, plant-based Dallas group um, also is a support system because I notice it's very active. Do you have other people from out of the area as well? There are, are people that um, I have accepted that are not in Dallas. Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like if they're looking for you know resources, it's a private group right now because I really don't want people trying to come sell us a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So right now the Facebook group is private, but it, I will admit people, you know, I look at each one and determine if, if it would be a good fit. Mm -hmm. And plus you want to maintain that support system, the positive aspect of being part of that group. There's yeah. been times, one, one or two times where people come in and they'll start talking about, hey, I know you're saying no oil, but we can have olive oil. And here's all, and, and, and she will literally just give it them privately and say, hey, you can believe what you want to believe. That's not what we believe. And so we would prefer you to not, you know, espouse that. This isn't, to, this isn't a debating forum. This, mm -hmm. is, this is a support, it's a support group. group. It is a support group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And also, I wanted to mention, along with Dr. Riz, uh, next year you'll be part of the Food as Medicine Summit and Expo. Uh, April 24th and 25th so there'll be and I'm very excited any idea that what you'll be doing well I'm gonna it's gonna be leaning toward um, how to do it and how to transition and food prep and uh, easy kitchen 
you know, get in the kitchen and let's figure out how to do this. Because they will have been at the seminar and heard why they need to do this. And I'm going to show them how the easiest way is to do it yeah. with your Instapot and different cooking yeah. techniques. So I noticed you have two Instapots. Is that, I actually have, have three. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> one's in, one's in, in the pantry. You get them going all at the same time sometimes? Well, when I'm having something big, yes, I'll use all three of them. But I occasionally use two every day if I want to, you know, get a pot of beans or something else or... You know, it comes in real handy. I want to mention the label, oh, my the new magnets. product, the magnet, and, and I want to say why that's Great important. Idea. So we have a kind of fancy rice maker, and I had already put stickers on it for anyone else that wants to use it when <laughs> yes. I'm not around. <laughs> and so one day he it's looks at complex. it, he's yeah. like, there's a sticker on this one there. And I was like, brown rice setting, <laughs> sushi rice. And um, one other thing that I think is a great yeah, idea. Yeah, I did it for myself, really, because every time I wanted to cook something new that I hadn't cooked in a while, I'd have to go look up yes. how much time in the Instant Pot. And, you know, I knew black beans, and I knew brown rice, and I knew sweet potatoes and regular potatoes because I cook those all the time. But there's all these different beans and grains and different vegetables. I thought, you know, it'd be nice if I had this all in one place and I didn't have to keep going back to my books every day and looking at it. And you can actually cook more than one thing in the Instant Pot. I mean, you can yeah. cook a vegetable, a bean, and a grain if they all have the same time thing. So I did a little matrix trying to figure out, okay, what can I put together? So I've now developed two magnets. One magnet is by Alpha, so you can look up the item and how much time it needs in the Instant Pot. Okay. And the other magnet is uh, by time. Mm -hmm. So for three minutes, what can you cook for three minutes or five minutes? Mm -hmm. So. That's awesome. That's amazing. I got the magnets. We're yeah. going to take one. Oh, sure. <laughs> right. right. We'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, we have a little Instant Pot on our sailboat. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, oh. and so the we way... have two, one, one here, one there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Do you have one in your house? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. And okay. then we have the travel size one in the in the sailboat. Oh, but yeah. I've been known to travel with it to like Los huh. Cabos and other places because I batch cook yes. when I'm at a destination. Which a we, should, we, we always go to timeshare so we can... Uh, 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 have so you kitchen. have your kitchen. Right. Yeah. That's right. But I can see the magnet being so useful, for example, like in, in our case, when we travel or we're on the um, sailboat, I sort of try to have my recipes in the phone or like you said, easily um, to Accessible, have it easy. Right. Yes. And so now with this magnet, I can just say, okay, here we go yeah. and set it and forget it. And now we can both use it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I might even be able to I told, Pat, I told Pat the same thing. I said, Pat, now you can put in your own potatoes because he loves <laughs> potatoes and you can cook them anytime. Yeah. So uh, a couple of things. Um, batch cooking, do you want to mention how you batch cook and also how you travel with okay. food? Um, the thing that I cook every week is a big pot of potatoes, um, a grain. I'll choose a grain spelt, farro, wheat, uh, quinoa, brown rice, and then I'll choose a bean. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll make all three of those at the beginning of the week. Sweet potatoes might be in there as well. Uh, chop up a bunch of greens or buy one of those big containers from Sam's. And um, that pretty much, along with all of our jars, that gets mm -hmm. us through the week. Um, and you can freeze your beans and your grains. I will rinse them all and drain them so that they don't stick together in the jars and you can just mm -hmm. pour them out. Even mm -hmm. the quinoa you can rinse. So... Um, if I cook too much, I can freeze it in the jars and then pull out the jars when I need them, if I need them for a soup or a stew or just during the week. So uh, batch cooking and freezing is really important. How do you travel with food? Okay, well, I've got a um, soft cooler that um, I shopped for to make sure it was big enough for everything that we have. And I will freeze some of the soups 
so that they can be my ice. As long as something mm. is frozen, it can be in that bag. Now you can't bring um, anything that's liquid. So I'll put my hummus into tiny containers so I can just do individual hummuses. And uh, the mustard and ketchup also in tiny dipping containers. We'll cook up a bunch of potatoes and I'll wedge them so we can just grab it and, and dip our wedges. Uh, make up some chickpea salad bring some bread in there so we can make sandwiches at any time. A lot of cut up fruit, grapes, pineapples, cantaloupe, they, they wear well on the plane. Bananas, not so much. And um, Typically when we get on a flight, it looks like we're, we're going halfway around the world. <laughs> but when we're, we're, we're really going to, to Florida. You know, or, or, you put them in clear containers so the TSA can see? Not necessarily, no. Um, just, you know, recycled containers or whatever I have. But Sometimes they take it all out and unpack it. Other times he just looks in and goes, and I always tell him I've got a special diet, and that usually, you know, That's makes good. it pretty the, the easy. The last, last, one of the last flights we got on, there's a, a gentleman sitting next to Diane. He's probably 75 years old, and he sat and looked at what we were eating, and next thing you know, he's getting the whole, he, he's asking questions, and he's learning about plant-based Dallas and, and uh, the YouTube channel and, and Dr. Esselstyn and Dr. Campbell and Forks Over Knives because... He, he was he was into it. I mean, yeah. Uh, and I always have a book that I'm reading on the airplane <clears throat> that is plant based. And so mm -hmm. you know, he saw what I was reading and saw the foods we were eating. So you know, we may have turn around telling his wife she was sitting yep, across yep, the aisle. Yep, <laughs> yep. Did I hear you once say that you carry literature that you sort of? I have a little card that says um, life changing. I can't remember what the other words on it for, and it says watch the documentary Forks Over Knives, and I will hand that out to complete strangers that look like they need it. Mm. And I keep a lot in my purse when I travel. If someone asks questions, I'll say, this is what you first need to do. I'm happy to talk with you, but this is what you need to do first. Okay. Awesome. So we start with the Forks Over Knives. So Forks Over Knives, and then which of these books do you think is easier? What book would you recommend? Um, to start, this is a pretty easy book to get through, Eat to Live. Um, I liked that one. This one has a lot of science in it. If you're a science person, you'll really enjoy this. This one is my Bible, and I refer to it all the time. Every chapter is on a different disease, uh, prostate cancer, breast cancer, kidney cancer, liver disease. So when someone calls, I have most of these chapters copied so that I can just give them the chapter and say, mm -hmm. if this interests you, call me back. You know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. this is a great this book, is, How Not to Die. That's what I tell everybody to start with as far as books. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yes. Too. It's very and this one is, is 2016 published, so it's re recent. Mm -hmm. And he also has a website, and he puts out, you can get on his um, emails, and he'll send out emails. And his videos are two to three minutes long, so mm -hmm. any topic, Dr. Greger's a great resource. Right. Yeah. What's the one thing that you would recommend people to do now, like if they wanted to start a change? Um, I think if you want to start a change, the most important thing is get rid of as much of the bad stuff as you can. Because if, it, if it's there, you're going to eat it. If, if it's an option, it, it's it's going to, going to be used. And that, that's the biggest thing we tell people. And, and we, we've, we've had some people say, well, I'll start this after I get rid of all this stuff. And that's fine. Because they don't want to throw away things that they think are perfectly good, despite the fact that it's killing them. Uh, we've had other people say they, they went home and cleaned out their refrigerator, they dumped everything in the trash and then haven't looked back. We've gone to people's houses and, you know, if someone's really serious, we offer, hey, we'll come over and help you. We'll help you clean out your refrigerator, your freezer, and your pantry. 
and you know we'll do that for free because this is how you get started. Um, the other thing I want to say is I want to make um, a little bit of a, a, um, a distinction between whole food plant-based and plant-based. I mean, in the media now, there's plant-based ice cream, there's plant-based cookies, mm -hmm. there's plant-based. Yeah. Whole food plant-based is the food in its most natural form, the whole grain. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not in a package and in a hamburger that you can go buy in the frozen food section. So the closer you eat to the whole food, the better. That's not to say that we don't get some things in packaged foods. We'll, if Occasionally we'll get pasta, um, but now we don't even hardly eat pasta. We like our marinara sauce on top of mashed mm -hmm. potatoes or potatoes right. or zucchini. Yeah. So um, I would say be careful. Don't think that you can go to the store and buy plant-based hamburgers and start losing weight and seeing a difference because there's still the additives, there's still the preservatives, there's still the fat, the oil, the salt, the sugar. Yeah. So you need to be going back to, you know, whole food, plant-based, yeah. and not the processed I 100 foods. I agree. I mean, that's right. an extremely important distinction because the companies now are starting to take advantage of the term plant-based. Oh. So it's still a, a very processed or refined right. food. It's got a lot of preservatives in it and other right. things like that. Mm. After we got rid of um, same thing that we cleaned out our pantries, our refrigerator, freezer, all of that of animal products, then um, the next thing that I started to notice as I learned more was to look at sodium levels if I still bought mm -hmm. canned beans, for example. Right. Um, and then saturated fat. And, and the fats and other things that are found like coconut oil, I had no idea, right. or coconut milk. Um, had no idea the, of the level of saturated fat. So do you, and I agree with you about uh, packaged foods, but do you teach label reading? Yes, that is just, definitely okay. part of it. Because they need, they need to know, just because it says healthy, plant-based on the outside, you definitely need to learn how to or, read the organic, label. Organic, all natural. Yes, yeah. that's true. Right. That's true. And then of course, Very the good. more whole foods you eat, the less labels there are to worry about, right? Right. Well, that, that, that's exactly that's, right. that's uh, we heard somebody say not too long ago that the, the best things you can eat are the things that don't have labels. Right. That's right. Yeah, nothing's I, been added to them. I would like to show you my pantry and my freezer so that you can see. Okay, that'll be fun. Well, yes. why don't we wrap this up and start go, and go look at that? Yes, so, yep. we've been talking for a long right. time. Well, I want to thank you both so much. We've enjoyed it. We could probably talk for several more hours. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, it's 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 good to find people who are as passionate yeah. as, as we are. It's good to find people who want to spread the word. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, this is not about they always say follow the money. I think for most of the people who are doing this, it's not about following the money. It's about follow Helping the health. Others. Yeah. How, how, how yeah. do we get our people healthy? Yeah. That's yes. what we want to do. And you have created a sort of ministry. Thank you so much for all the work that you do, and I and thank you for your continued education yeah. of this community. We're all on the journey together. Well, now. Yeah, we're, we're all we're, all we're, we're learning together. so much from you yep. guys, and I know we're yep. going to continue to learn yep. a lot from you. So thank so, you so thank much. You. Thank yeah. you. Thank you all for coming. You've been listening to Dr. Riz and Maya with Plant Based DFW.